0: And welcome into the intentional encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. Part two of this conversation with the co-hosts of the revitalized kindness podcast, that would be Yvette Walker, who also hosts the Positively joy podcast, and is also an author. We will talk about her new book here in just a few minutes and her fabulous co-host, David Weaver other revitalized Kindness podcasts. Yvette, David, welcome back. Thank you guys for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much. And I got to turn that around. I'm Dave's (laughs) co-host. He's the brain (laughs) child.
0: Well, I said welcome back, and then immediately my brain just went welcome back to the welcome back party. <laughs> right. Okay, now their who's showing their age. Well, yeah, I like it. yeah. I'm, I'm a hey, listen. I'm a '70s kid. That's mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you know, the, the fons and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I just grab. I don't know why, but when I see a, a rerun of Mork and Mindy, I just I just stop. I'm like, you know, that that's my childhood right there. Welcome there back, Cotter. Is. That's yeah. my childhood right there. Yes. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. What year? What year were you born? If you what year
0: don't... What year was I born? I was born in the ripe old year of 1972. So okay. I just turned 50 in August.
2: Okay. Congratulations. Yeah, 75 well. here. So we yeah we probably watched a lot of the same stuff. That's fun. Well, you it's not gonna tell us what year she was
1: born. No, it's impolite to ask a lady her age, no. but I will say that I definitely do like that 70s content. In fact, if you like that 70s That's content, <laughs> if you do like that seventies content, then there's a, there's some stations, me TV and yep. antenna hey. TV, right? You can see all the good old stuff on there.
0: There you yeah, go. My my m- yeah, my wife owns it. She's she, if you ask her how old she is, she's like I ah, I don't care. I own it. So it's, I mean, you know, but, but again, that's, that's Dave and I, that, that's our, cause the beautiful thing about it. And, and Dave, you mentioned in part one of our conversation about social media, the beautiful thing about where we are today is a lot. You can go back. Like I've gone back and watched, uh, baseball games from the 1960s that people put on YouTube you can go back and see um, old news broadcasts. Like I, like one day I watched a, a news broadcast from the day or two after I was born because I, I wanted to kind of get a snapshot of what was happening in the world back then. And and mm-hmm. you know now it, it's amazing where where that's brought us. So let's pick up that conversation there. We have so much at our fingertips now. And Yvette, I love what you said about people chasing things and, and things like that. So I'll throw this out. Either one of you can take it. Where do, how do we kind of bring ourselves back to a centered place of kindness where kindness is a default setting? Because where I'm going with this is our grandparents seem to be that generation of put others in front of yourself. Our parents did that but it's kind of it's kind of dwindled off and it's really dwindled off with this generation. So how do we bring ourselves back to a centered place of kindness?
2: Uh, um, well I'll put my two cents in there um, I think one and there's a book that I'm reading right now, I'm trying to remember the exact name of it. It's a little tiny book by John MacArthur. And it's about character. And, and I think when we start looking at the character of people, um, you know, integrity and, on, you know, honesty, all these different attributes that we think about good character. When we think of the phrase good character, um, not that it's obsolete, but I think we have gotten away from the importance of those ideas. So it's all through scripture. As we learn scripture, um, we, we had an episode last season, as a matter of fact, called Social Media Ethics, and it was just talking about, it actually went through a lot of scripture to help us through our walk on social media so that we could be good um, ambassadors for Christ there. Um, but I think, I think if we can, you know, in, we homeschool our kids and one thing that we study early on is habit training. And then we also talk about character and that's just some of the things we talk about, but I don't think we instill those types of values, um, as much as we may have used to in, in the past. Um, I think it's something that was maybe common ground potentially for a lot of our parents in the, uh, generations before us uh, but it seems like we have gotten away from that um, a lot and so I think I think character we need to think about that a lot more I think it's very important how we act towards one another Christian or not um you know in in common courtesy and things like that are just seem to be out the window so i I think that's one area we can yeah. look at and if we really dive into that and talk about that more as a matter of fact season three which we're going to start recording uh, hopefully this week, is is the whole season we're going to look, we're going to unpack what biblical kindness is, but we're also going to talk about ideas such as humility. And I think that is a humility for me. Um, Andrew Murray wrote a book, and, and I think he's from the 19th century, but Andrew Murray wrote a book about humility, and it is such a great book. If you read through it, and it's really convicting in terms of, what scripture says about it and the position that we need to put ourselves before a holy God, first of all, but as we do that, and as we put ourselves in a humble state anymore, nobody wants to submit to anything or anyone.
0: Yeah, great. So we point. have
2: to have, yeah. we have to have submission before a holy God. And once we do that, our lives can change so much. We'll be willing to be humble towards one another. And if you can't, and if you don't have any sense of humility, you're not going to get the kindness
0: well and and Yvette, I want to tap into what you were talking about before about having that educational background and And you and I have journalism backgrounds. I was a journalism major for two years at Marshall University before ch- before changing. And so part of that that function in my brain is y- you lay out the story for people. here's the lead, here's the let's get your attention. Now, facts, 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 facts. Here's what happened, facts, facts, facts. And I love where Dave brought us to in somehow we have forgotten the correct way to educate people about one, not only about the importance of kindness, but how to be kind. How do we start to educate a society in that direction about coming back to a place of kindness, because you mentioned it a few minutes ago, the importance of education. How do we start teaching some of those basic human principles again?
1: Well, believe it or not, maybe, maybe it could be through social media. So, so stay, stay with me here. Let's look at social media. The platform is agnostic. We can't say that Facebook is evil or twitter is evil or any of that because it's just technology right now we know that there's the way the way things can be coded or or programmed there can be some problems but but really can we educate can we teach people kindness so let's look at the platform itself you like people on facebook you love you heart people on instagram we share on social media. We you know we share people's stories. We share. I mean, there is something at the at the very foundation of the platform itself that that tries to foster relationships. And we
0: and tra- tell people sharing is caring, right?
1: And exactly. <laughs> so and I know I'm being a little facetious here. I know, you know, but I mean really when you think about it. It's it's there. We can encourage people, encourage, intentionally, right? We can encourage people to be kind to each other. Ooh, on shameless media.
0: plug. I love it.
1: It was a shameless plug. <laughs> now, I have to say, there's a lot about social media that I really like. If you are like me and you've traveled and you've lived in a lot of places, I love social media because I'm not around my old friends. And this is a way for me to stay in touch with people. So I love social media in many ways. And there's some ways that I don't like it at all, but we can use it for the per- for our own purposes. We can use it for our own needs. And if we use it correctly, and if we use it to be kind, if we use it to like, and even if you are doing so, oh, how, do, how can I say this? Even if you're doing so not completely, you know, like on the level, like say, if you want to be an influencer or say you want to, you know, get some of your own information shared, you know, we know that you're supposed to like and share with people so that they in turn will like and share with you. Now you can say that that's not being very honest um, because you know, you're doing it for your own purposes, but that's okay. Fake it till you make it right. Let's begin to be kind to people. (laughs)
0: hey everybody brian sexton prices are going up by the day we've got to find ways to increase our household revenue now a couple ways you could do that is one you could go and ask your boss for a raise but if that doesn't work
1: Fake it till you make
0: it. I love it. Even if
1: we don't really mean it. (laughs) Because, I mean, there's a way, I think, for us to do it.
0: Well, and here's the thing, too, is that, you know, I love what you said about the influencer. Because where I think we've missed it, and and Dave and, and, and Yvette both, I want to get your thoughts on this. Here's where I think we've missed it is I believe we've missed it in the way of looking at influence the way it's supposed to be looked at, okay? And I say this, and I said this to my 22-year-old not so long ago. I would rather have impact than influence because influence is, you know, it's like the the tidal wave. It's like, and I love where you took us, Yvette, is that influencers come and go right you can today you can have influence you can say something not meaning the intent behind it and and as quickly as you built that platform it can all come crashing down in, in an instant and we we've seen that I love how you talked about influence because I believe we're missing it. I believe we have a chance to make impact in ways that we've never been able to impact people before. Just like this podcast, just like what you two are doing with Revitalized Kindness, just like you're doing with Positively Joy. We've got ways to reach people we've never been able to reach before and platforms to do it, but it's almost like we're, and I'm not talking about the three of us, it feels like overall, that's all we're trying to do is influence and not create any impact.
2: Mm, I like it. I love it. You know, I'm thinking about one, one thing that come to mind as I was listening to you all talk is the idea of servant leadership. Because when we're talking about impact and or influence um, leaders, you know, if they get power hungry, they might make an impact, you know, and it may not be a good impact. However, they're, they're going to make an impact somewhere or a dent but, you know, at a company I work for, we were taught servant leadership where you kind of walk beside folk, you know. And I'm thinking about a verse to Luke 631, uh, where Jesus is teaching his, uh, I think it was his disciples, says, do to others as you would have them do to you. So we think about the golden rule. And so as I think about all of that together. I think we need to do a better job. And, and as vet said, the tools are there, the like button, the shares, the hearts, all those kinds of things. Somewhere where we can make encouraging comments, kind comments. Um, but we can t- treat others as we would want to be treated. We can walk alongside people and encourage them, pick them up, build them up instead of tearing people down. But again, it has to be like your podcast talks about. It has to be intentional. Yeah. we we need to work towards that. It's going to take work, but I think we can do it.
0: Well, Dave, here's the thing that I see in in event. I want to I want to pick your brain on this as well, too. It's almost like we've got these little buzzwords in society, right? Servant leadership has has been a big buzzword. Um you know, like we talked jokingly, sharing is caring and things like that. And it's almost like well, if I do this that everybody likes, then that'll raise me up and people will look at me as as someone of of like you were talking in the first episode, Dave, about the the power of platform. If I just use these little buzzwords, then I'll I'll grow my audience or I'll grow this or that when we're really not it, it's it's kind of like a false bravado. It's kind of like you know, thinking about Chicken Little, right? The, the, you know, I, I'm big and tough. And it's like my son, when he was a kid, he was taking Taekwondo. And, and he comes up to me one day, he's about nine or ten, he's like, Dad, I'm the toughest guy in the house. I said, okay, that's good to know. I said, if somebody breaks in here, we're going to wake your hind end up and have you defend all of us. You know, right, it's kind of like that vault, that false bravado that we're talking about. Yvette, through the lens of education, right, because leaders can teach, they, they coach, they educate. How do we truly walk alongside of people? And, and I'm piggybacking off of what Dave was just talking about. I think that's great, Dave, how you just weaved that in and, and helped us there. So, Yvette, let's look through the prism of education. How can we educate and coach and still walk alongside of our people so that it doesn't feel like we're parenting as much as we are shepherding and trying to truly lead them? I hope I'm asking that question correctly.
1: Well, I would say that I think a lot of educators want to – teach their students obviously the subject matter that you know that they have been assigned to teach but they also want to to teach them uh, a way to succeed in life and um, you know that maybe even goes a little bit beyond the actual subject matter. I mean I think that I think most the heart of most educators wants to make their students when they leave them better people right. So you know when it comes to the way that the educator um, reigns in the classroom, you know, how do you let that classroom? Go? Are people are people kind to each other? Um, and I know it depends on obviously the school, but some schools they require the students to call each other Miss and Sir, right? You know, and and or at least you know to be fair to be to be um, kind to each other. So how are you practicing? I use the word "rain," but how are you practicing in that classroom? You know, that's one way.
0: Yeah. And, and, and forgive me for jumping in there and interrupting, but, but it's almost you're, I love where you're taking us. And I want you to continue to take us there, but, but it's almost like schools that have a set of standards and a set of rules. It almost feels like those schools are, are being, um, looked at negatively. It's like, well, they your kids should be free to, to dress how they wanna dress. Well, but this school has standards. They, they require kids to wear a uniform. Um, the Christian school that my son went to the first two years of high school, the kids wore, the guys wore blue polo shirts that had the school logo on them and khaki pants. That's what they required. The Christian school that he transferred to before, they said, you guys can wear jeans, but you can't wear anything you've got to have plain shirt, no logos, no nothing again. And he, and, and the principal was like, guys, clean shaven. That was their set of standards. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. You know dreams are powerful pieces of intentional encouragement. We all have them. If you're a business owner, you've probably always dreamed of taking your sales to levels you've never seen before. I've got a guy that can help you with that. His name is Brad Norwood. My good buddy Brad has been on the Intentional Encourager podcast as a guest before, and he is a dream specialist. His company, Dream It Pro, offers incentive packages to travel to places such as the Masters, kentucky derby the super bowl even exotic places that you've always wanted to take your team but you just didn't know how to do it brad's your guy and oh by the way brad's a certified bucket list coach so he can help your team members achieve their personal dreams as well i want you to go to www.dreamitpro.com and find out more or call him directly at 479-466-6907 and by the way tell him you heard it on the intentional encourage podcast let's get back to more great conversation here on the intentional encourage podcast Yeah. Why, Yvette? Let's let's go a little deeper there. Why are we so afraid in education? And I don't. I'm not trying to get political, but you you said it, and I love where you're taking us. It's almost like we have forgotten the importance of setting standards.
1: Well, I don't. I I don't exactly know why we're trying to get away from that, except to say that in many cases, in some communities, having a uniform is, you know, having actually one or two pairs of uniforms to wear to school, it's the best clothing that they may have.
0: 100%.
1: And they can present themselves and not be embarrassed at school. So in many, you know, in many communities, it it is a good thing. Although I know sometimes uniforms are expensive. Um, I think standards are important. And I think that if the communities, the parents really thought about it, they would see the value in that. Um, You know, we are a society where we like, you know, we certainly have freedoms, you know, and actually this is, this is great. So in my class, I'm teaching on freedom of expression just this week. And we were talking about the fact that there are four different models of expression around the world. And in in the United States, ours is a social responsibility, freedom of expression. That's our model. And um, it is not and this is not libertarian the politics this is not that it's another word it's not a libertarian freedom of expression where you can say anything we have laws against some speech yes we and so let's let's take that idea back to standards we have some standards right so i, I think that if we do do that especially in sco- especially in school especially in the lower grades where Students are beginning to understand how to interact with each other. Little kids are beginning to understand how to play with each other, how to play fair, that whole thing. Those standards are super important there. And then they're important in elementary school. They're important in middle school. They're really important in high school. Well, we
0: tell little kids to play nice, but we don't define what playing nice looks like. We've not a lot of times said, We've just said now you play nice with somebody, and we've just we expect kids to go, oh okay, well let me stop calling them names or let me stop hitting them upside the head. Mm-hmm. We we do, we've not given what the expectation or the standard looks like, and, and boy I love I love where you, oh this is so good, Yvette I love it because here's what I was thinking as you were talking. We've not explained to people what the standard of kindness really means. The standard of joy, what it really means. And so I'm going to throw this out because, again, I want to I want to continue to build the layer of this conversation because you both are just not. I, I'm just trying to keep up here. In my little tiny mind, I'm just trying to keep up here. I want to keep building off of that because you guys have just brought so much good, rich stuff to the conversation. So either one of you, how do we continue? How do we reestablish a kindness standard in our society? Because I can remember a time when I was a kid, that was the standard. We were kind. We didn't flip somebody off in traffic because they made a mistake and cut us off. We didn't. You know, we didn't write vile things on social media about we didn't have social media. But how do we go about reestablishing a standard of kindness and joy in our
1: society? I think that's what Dave is doing with Revitalized Kindness. Dave, can you take that?
2: Yeah, you know, and one yet in another one shameless se-
0: plug for the Revitalized there, Kindness there you go. podcast.
1: <laughs> I love how you teed
2: that up, Yvette.
0: That was great. great. It's She's true.
2: Great. Um, you know, I, I think in one sense, um, I would say my, my gut just says make people more accountable for their actions. But how do we do that, right? So it, it, once you make people accountable, depending on in what area, whether we're talking about school or politics or social media or whatever it is, then you start messing with uh, their other rights. And so it gets messy. Um, but you know, again, me being a Christian man, I'm thinking about, um, I'm thinking about morals and where those come from. And I'm thinking about what I'm going to do in a reflection into what God has already done. Right. Uh, first John tells us that we, we love cause God first loved us. And then there's a verse in Corinthians that talks about comforting God comforted us. And then, so therefore we comfort others because he comforted us. And so I just think about like what we we're talking about tools with social media recently with the, the check or the, the like button, the heart and all these things. Well, in, in, in many ways, I think God gives us those tools, not those same tools, but it gives us tools because he gives us the Holy Spirit, which gives us these gifts. That is, and again, we go back to the fruits of the Spirit, but it, it's also the standard. There's a standard in scripture. And I think that's it, one pe- one thing that scares people. As a matter of fact, that's one of the big objections to our faith is the fact that it, it, they people say hey, it's just a big book of rules. And so there's standardization there. And that scares people. So I think in, in, there, in a lot of ways um, in the state that we are, uh, we are scared of rules. We like to have our, our freedom, especially, you know, in a country like America. We're we're used to freedoms, a yeah. wide range of freedoms, and and don't mess with that. You know, when I was and I, and I joke about this, but when I was working for the pharmacy, I learned two very valuable lessons. One, you don't mess with people's money. You don't mess with their medicine. You don't mess with their healthcare. So, you know, and people get in the you know to the point now. I think people just feel entitled for certain things. Um, and so I think there's an element of entitlement that it makes things kind of messy again, because, Hey, I can be this way because I have freedom. I live in America. I can say what I want to say. So all that to say, uh, through the messiness, because it, it does get messy is that the, 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 uh, the message that I have through the podcast Yvette and I? it's pretty simple, um, we make it complex at times, the world does, but I think it's a simple message for us is the fact that I think, again, God gives us the tools. He gives us abilities. We can't do it in our own strength. Yeah, I think we need that higher power in our lives to, to, to guide us through this, because, Hey, when you look at it, when you look at our world and when you look at what's going on, it's, it's big, it's a big thing to tackle. We can't do it on our own So I I'm I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the things that, that God gives us and the abilities that He gives us to help us out.
0: Well and, yeah. and Dave I, I love how you frame that because I and I see that all the time myself is I see a spirit of entitlement and and again this is not to to get political or it's not to to think but as Christians, we try not to have that spirit of entitlement because we know that, you know, all blessings flow from God. They don't flow from our own hands because we're not – I can't heal myself. Son. My son had the flu this past week. I prayed for him. I would have loved nothing more if I could have just said, all right, fever, go. And and it just let, I I cannot do that of myself, and we as Christians know that we don't have the power to do that ourselves, but the power that works within us. And and I love what you said, David. A lot of people just think, well, I can say what I want to say because I live in America. I have the right to. Say. But but our our words not only have power, but they have consequences. And I don't. And and again, it, it's amazing to me. My dad always said, if you say it, own it. So I've always lived by that credo. So Yvette, I see you got follow up on that with with whatever's on
1: your heart. Well, you're right. We, we can't just say anything we want. I mean, legally we can't, we can't incite violence. We can't say things that will incite violence. There's, we can't say things
0: that yeah, you can't won't. yell fire in a crowded, you, you theater, can't yell fire in a crowd. Yeah. In a crowded theater or crowded building. Yeah, exactly. Cause then you would incite, you can't, you would incite panic and it and it's yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so there are things that, you know, there's restrictions to this idea of freedom of speech. And I think if we remember that, so, you know, that's a legal thing and I, that's a legal thing, but if we, if we even just think about that and the idea that, no, we, we do have to think about what we say, then that can bring us to the golden rule that can bring us to well okay i know there's some things that i that I really just can't say um, because it might be against the law but there's some things that i really can't slash shouldn't say because it's against god's law and so if we if we just continue and remember to think that way no we can't we know we can't just say anything that that's a that is wrong that is a mistaken idea
0: well, that that is, I love that. That is so good because what gui- what should guide people is a moral compass to say ah, I probably shouldn't say, it. And, and and you know there have been times in anger that we've said things to people we love like man I shouldn't have said that, like that was dumb you know. But again, it guides us. We could go for hours on this, but the, the restraints of, of, of time per, do not permit that. Yvette, you've got something we, we, Dave and I want to celebrate you. On this podcast episode, you have got something really exciting that's happening personally in your life. And so we, we want to celebrate you and what you're doing. Tell folks about your new book.
1: Well, thank you so much. Um, so this relationship and a lot of what we've been talking about today is about building relationship and how we treat other people. Right. But this idea of building relationship with God is so important. So I do, I have a new book out. um, The there's, there's a book that I wrote last year called whispering in his ear, which is a devotional. And that comes from my, Oh gosh, my quest to, to want to hear from the Lord. I felt like when I was a little girl in Catholic school going, you know, going to church all the time and not really in the world yet. um, I felt like I could talk to him and hear from him and understand his will in my life. And then I grew up and got, you know, started working college work and we get really busy and I felt like I couldn't hear him anymore. So this was my quest to be able to, Hear his message for me. So that was whispering in his ear. And the new book is called God's Voice and How to Listen, and it's a companion study guide to the first book, um, but also is can can be independent. And it's more of understanding um, through Scripture and through life lessons that he's given me to share. Um, you know, just exactly how to be open to his prompting in our daily life so that we can hear from him and we can get the message that he has for us and to help us to help guide us just like we've been talking today to guide us. And so those two books whispering in his ear and the new one, God's voice and how to listen is on Amazon. Thanks so much guys for allowing me to talk about it.
0: I love it. Absolutely love it. Dave, tell folks where they can find the revitalized kindness podcast and, um, whatever other resources you have, I don't. I, I don't want to leave you out of the conversation at all. You guys are doing amazing stuff with the Revitalized Kindness Podcast.
2: Yeah, currently, uh, you just go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. So I mean, a lot of your major uh, uh, podcasting networks, uh, Google, you know, Chrome, all that stuff. Just check us out put it in revitalized kindness. I've, I've done a lot of searches. It seems like we're the only one out there. So it should be a quick search. Um, also right now, I would love for you to join us on Facebook. Currently, we just have a um, I am developing a website. I have worked on it for some time. Um, but right now, join us in the group revitalized kindness. Um, we might be able to get some links for you possibly with this particular episode, but we would love for you to join us and just to kind of go back and forth. Uh, about episodes that we are going to hopefully get out soon for you guys.
0: Well, two of the kindest people that I know, Yvette Walker, Dave Weaver. Man, this has been so good. I I love where the conversation has taken us, but more importantly, I can't thank you both enough for joining me on the Intentional Encouragement Podcast.